mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. It's now episode 56. Good morning, Martin. 56. Hello, Stu, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Yourself? Uh, not too bad, not too bad, Stu, not too bad. Uh, listen, Stu, you've got some news. Mm-hmm. We've had a letter in. Uh, have we really? We've had a letter in uh, from... Don't, don't, from is, is this threatening the legal action again? It's from, it's from a fan, or the fan, should I say. Should I read it to you? Yeah, come on, it's not stalker, though, is it? Well, we'll find out in you. Hang on. Dear Bert and Ernie, I hope you don't mind me writing to you. I am probably your biggest fan. I thought it was important that you knew just how much you mean to me. We felt blessed as a family listening to your reassuring voices during the dark days of lockdown. When, after supper, Father would gather us all around the wireless and we listened in as you lifted our spirits with your seemingly endless, hilarious anecdotes about lender criteria. They sure it's us. I was wondering, therefore, if you could please, please, please fix it for me to come on as a guest so that I can see the magic happening with my own eyes. Yours sincerely, Jack Highwood, age 32. Isn't that lovely? It's fantastic. <laughs> and, and we've got him here today. We've got Jack. Jack's actually asked to come on the show. See, don't say Can we you don't believe make it? dreams come true. We do make, we are the dream makers. Thank Hello, for, Jack. Hey, thank you for having me on the How show How are today. you? I'm very well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. Yes. Now, Jack, you're, you're a mortgage broker at Just Mortgages, and we, we, we've kind of been industry friends for a while, haven't we? And I can't believe we've not had you on yet. Well, that's our got, fault. So you've got apologize. more important guests. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. We are at the bottom of the barrel now, Jack. You've, you've made it. Well done, sir. <laughs> uh, but look, now, thanks for coming on and, and thanks for asking to come on because we do say at the end of every show, don't we, yep. Stu, that look, if you want to come on, be a guest, you know, get in touch, let us know. And you, you made that effort. So, uh, so credit to you for that, Jack. So, listen, look, you know, usual, usual format here. Let's start with you. What's your story? How do you end up being a broker? Well, um, it goes back to sort of school days, really. So, um, oh, well, I was. In sixth form, yep. um, I was deputy head boy of the school, and they were sort of pushing me towards uni. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was out of two people didn't go to uni; the rest of them all went to uni. And then I was thinking, well, I just want to get into the city and just want to earn some money. Really, that was sort of my first sort of aim. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I was talking to the um, what they call the people the oh the careers careers advisors oh, yeah, the, yeah, the careers <laughs> advisors, and they got me. In, um, experience at stockbrokers and I liked it mm-hmm. and I, I went back in my free time to sort of keep my foot in the door there and then um, I got offered a job but it was between um, the bank that I worked for or the stockbrokers and the stockbrokers was a good offer but the bank was offering the same sort of financial offer but with a five-a-side team. So it's called Arley United Bank. I'm sure a lot of you oh, yeah, would know, yeah, yeah. know the yeah, lender. Yeah. So Arley United Bank and yeah, straight straight in out of school. What year was this? And this was 2007. Oh, 2007 okay. that just was as it was all time. going wrong. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first sort of in in was with the bank. Um, it was a, as a Kuwaiti, a Bahraini bank and it had a five-a-side team for each country. And I think they just wanted some some half decent players <laughs> to help their five side team. So we do like a World Cup where you're going from they one did office do, to another. So as that happened, before I joined, they would go to Oman one year, Kuwait, and it would be a great, great trip for the lads. The year I joined, it was England's turn to host it. All right. The year after that, it was a financial crash and they stopped it. So it's a bit like a bit like the mortgage industry awards when they used to be in Monaco and like now it's a case All of the, yeah, 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 yeah. Naming a Premier Inn. I know. <laughs> yeah, down by London Bridge. Um <laughs> 
So what were you doing for so the then, So yeah, I started off in the clearing section, doing yeah. the fraudulent checks, um, learning sort of all of the how the back office works, a lot of in very interesting stuff with the gambling. Um, and then I don't know a guy named called Alan Stevenson back in the day, um, head of lending at Ali. Sort of opportunity came up, gave me the job, so I got promoted to his team, and I was just doing like admin for the mm-hmm. um, for the mortgages that they did, and they were like sort of high net worth um, overseas sort of very very non high street lending stuff so very islamic mm-hmm. mortgages and all of that um so i was in there and i did my exams through there and as i sort of worked my way up i'd started to then progress the cases for the underwriters so i'd be like the first line of defense mm-hmm. to say yes or no and then we sort of pushed it up to the underwriters and then alan steamson retired um and i thought well these brokers <laughs> you're dealing with brokers at I was the dealing time. With brokers at you the time. can see the deals coming in coming in yeah well, so I was, see I was what the they're bank. earning mm. thinking hang on this isn't they're fair they're the property and obviously being high net worth I thought yeah. all mortgages were like that <laughs> <laughs> too late so, yeah so um, but then I was like look I just want to get out there I was very very driven in terms of commission and I thought well let's just give it a go so I met a chap, a guy called Tommy Taylor from Just Mortgages. I'm not sure if you've come across the name. No. Um, but yeah, Tommy Taylor took me on. And I'll be honest, in the first year or so, I, I struggled. Because coming from banking mm-hmm. into broken, I thought I knew how a mortgage worked. I knew what a high net worth really, mortgage was. That's a really interesting point, is that uh, you, you naturally think, because it's two sides of the same coin, the lending and the broken side, that you can easily transfer the skills across. Mm. doesn't work like that. Yeah, I mean, it's all. mindset very, as well, isn't it? I, I went from working for a bank into being a broker within an IFA firm and within the first month it was just culture shock because the thing was you, your mindset is definitely what you've been doing up until that point in terms mm. of focusing on knowing what you're doing in your previous job and then suddenly to widen it out and look at the criteria in a totally different way yeah. was a complete mind blow. So to me an easy mortgage was an overseas expat self-employed yeah. mm. I find that piece yeah, of cake you, you, you do a right to buy or a council flat or a yeah. property criteria I, I didn't have a clue where but then to also start you're mm. dealing directly then with the client whereas before Correct. it was all channeled through the broker so and that's a different skill set it's to as you say I know you don't like the word selling but in our world you you have to sell yourself to the client totally. to them to them to mm. them to use us and as I say only on in the first year if it wasn't for Tommy Taylor and Just Mortgages and the fantastic training that they offered I was within a state agency so I had lots of clients coming through the door what, sorry what year was this then this was 2007-2008 so right because you'd seen the downturn then so you probably literally no sorry I'm sorry I, seven years after I was at Arley so it'd be two, 2014 2014 oh, okay, so right, seven right. years yeah. at Arley seven and then yeah. I was seven years um, at Just Mortgages yeah so 2014 um yeah and lots of clients coming through the door i'm in the central london estate agents so you find that you you're thrown in the deep end but you then with the training and the support that they offer mm. you then start to get the hang of it and i've realized in in mortgages i had a lot of brokers that i'd look up to and and sort of see they've been there 10 15 20 years and i thought well in this game you're not going to do well if you think you can make it in a year or you've got to yeah. do longevity mm. is key you've got time in the game not time in the game yeah remortgages and the, the, you, you, people would understand who you are and then you get more referrals mm-hmm. and i felt well i want to make a career out of mortgages not just a quick buck and i felt that by being long term in the industry and as i seen every year it's got better and better and more and more clients so um yeah and, and as of the first of January this year, I stopped my salary with Just Mortgages, mm-hmm. and I am now fully self-employed. Good for you. 
I think that's really yeah. yeah. Have you was that a mindset thing with you? I mean, how how did you reach that decision? Because it's very hard. I mean, mm. you know, the recruitment in the industry is quite difficult because you've got mm. that employed, self-employed, you've got that network, DA argument. Yeah. Um, what what was the trigger that made you switch? Well, it is. I think with just mortgages, I thought when I first joined, I had like eighty to hundred brokers, and you must know a guy called John Phillips who heads up our our. Is, he won. You realise that Stu and I don't know don't anyone know. apart from Stu. <laughs> you really awards the other night, and I think John. I think John won an award for fifty plus brokers. I probably clapped John, him. John Phillips. And Anthony Lark, shout out to those two. They have literally grown just mortgages from 80 brokers to we have two sides. We have the employed side, which has got about 200, and we've got the self employed side, about 300, 400 brokers. So it's really going from yeah. uh, strength to strength. Mm-hmm. And, um, but in that company, they don't sort of, there's lots of options. If you want to go into compliance, they offer you compliance roles. If you want to go into management, they help you into management training. If you want to be a broker in estate agents, they've got that option. If you want to be fully self employed, left alone they give you that option if you want to be self-employed with assistance they give you that option so the reason i felt well i like the flexibility of our job where you can come you can play a bit of golf in the day maybe you work at night there's flexibility and i felt well being out of the branch and self-employed would give me that flexibility that i needed does that does that mean that you're do you still have the, the connection with the state agency then are you literally now on your own with your no, client so bank? part of the deal is that we're not allowed to um sit in the state agency anymore we yep. can use it the office for meetings clients yep. so they still mm-hmm. offer us the, the meeting facility which is fantastic lots of offices in london um but we're not allowed to take um anyone through the door yeah to pass it so on you've got to self-generate self-generate all self-generate mm-hmm. yeah yeah which i sort of back in my estate agents was a low volume it was central london really? you're not having hundreds of people on a Saturday view and you might have one or yeah. two. It, so it's always, always learn to self-generate from, from the start. And I yeah. think that's the key because the self-generation leads to the stronger referrals. So, so you're yeah. 10 months in now. We don't mm. obviously reveal any personal information from <laughs> regarding your finances. <laughs> uh, but ha- was that the right decision? So far, the right decision by a long, long way. Yeah, because Good. it's um, lots of options, lots of flexibility. And yeah. it's like, I think with the stamp duty this year, it's mm. just been a real... What, real so, so what... When, I'm not getting carried away. No, no, no. Yeah, it's very, that's very wise. It's very sensible. Mm. But, you know, we, we were speaking in the office the other day, and I think I saw some stats earlier on, which I think I tweeted, was that the intermediary uh, channel for advice was 75% us and 25% the banks mm-hmm. pre-pandemic, and now that's up to 90%. So 90% of all lending, which is a, what, of a £250 billion market, now comes through. That's fantastic. I think when I started, John Phillips and Tommy, they told me it was sort of 80%, and I was mm. like, that's, that's great. But with the... Obviously, you've seen the change of criteria nowadays to the cost that must cost for the banks to train their staff to yeah. change their criteria. We can change the, we can learn that within a day or two. Can't change the criteria. We learn the criteria. You can learn the, the criteria. criteria. But yeah. the change in criteria we can learn very yes. quickly. Yeah. And if we're learning that, if we're going to not place the case with the lender, it saves the lender time in rejecting cases. So also, I completely agree. That my, my argument mm. there is banks, and you'll know this, Stu, because you mm. uh, you came from one. They not they can't give advice. They don't know how to do it anymore. Well, the th- the thing is, as well, you've you've had probably a ten year time period where they've spent a lot of time. A lot of banks have spent a lot of time pushing people out of branches in terms of they didn't really want that many customers going in there. Mm. And then as a result of that, you that's led to your branch closures, which has reduced the ability of more people to see people face to face. And that's what's a, really, in a way, if if a lender has got a problem with the amount of percentage share that brokers have now got. They've generated a lot of that change themselves by shutting down branches left, right, and centre. They've completely the market to the brokers, haven't they? Completely. In many respects, whether yeah. it was intentional or an accident. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I, th- I think the thing is with it, the 
that's been a combination with that and i think also the online sort of side of things is driven quite heavily as well now from that perspective but that also i think indirectly benefits brokers because not being funny it's like for example if you go on to try and research plumbing for example yeah there's a ton of info on the internet but you won't necessarily learn a lot because you've got to understand it in the first place and it's likewise it's the same thing with what we do i think mm. to that extent there's loads of info you can get yourself making that making sense of all of that info is a different it's the argument altogether it's the bit that you don't pick up yeah. it's the landmines you don't know where they are that's what brokers are good at the property criteria you can get your yeah. mortgage accepted yeah. and then you could be fair to pay your survey fee and then, oh i didn't know they I didn't, didn't realize realize that. Local. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's but i, I think lenders ones that I've spoken to anyway are kind of still pushing brokers that way because it's cheaper and easier for them mm. to give it to pay a prop fee to us some are paying us full prop fee for product transfers mm. which they should do and I know, and mm. I know you remember you've had your problems with product transfers yeah. you should be paid a full proc <laughs> but a lot of lenders are now giving full proc very few lenders don't do product transfers so that also, is, from that, a risk point of view mm. it's very cheap yeah, it, it is. It only sits with us as, as the brokers of the firms mm. you know the, there's zero compliance cost from a lender point of view completely agree and i think that it's only really coming in our favor hopefully it stays that way Touch wood. Touch i know wood. you had your discussions years ago about um is it the australian model dutch model where they yeah have... it's really that's an interesting one mm. it, it, it occasionally comes up in in some of the podcasts and i'm still trying to get my head around that fact that 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 the netherlands have more mortgage brokers than the uk where it's <laughs> It's about the size of London. Mm. It's amazing. They've got 16,000 brokers out there, but a very functioning market. But they, they took the fight to the bank. They, they were in competition with the bank. They couldn't compete with the banks. And they asked not to be paid a procuration fee. And then they charged the consumer direct. Yeah. And apparently, that's been going on for five years. Mm. This isn't and probably seven years now. So it's not a new thing to them. But they've got a functioning market there. So I think it's important that we don't end up in a, a closeted sort of vacuum mm. and we go and learn from other people. Well, because, I say, you've, you've got to look at what's going on in other countries. I mean, yeah. kind of what we do doesn't exist in Sweden for example right and a lot of the time a lot of the transactions for property transactions there are no solicitors involved oh bliss so <laughs> oh, wow but from that perspective <laughs> to Sweden. a lot of their transactions were done solely through the. this is the weird thing solely done through the banks the banks deal with everything from the funding to the actual the, the transaction itself of the well, property that's great this is where you should this is where you, we learn got to pick up things a little bit you? and actually we can create a brand new industry which mm. is better for everybody ultimately the consumer but also the lenders the brokers and and the regulator mm. you know there is a there is probably a, 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 a not will never be perfect but there is there, there will be a way to improve what we've got mm. for the benefit of well it's, it's good for the clients that they do have the option don't they if they want to go to a bank direct they have that option if yeah. they want to come to do, a broker do you they, lose many anymore do you to, know to banks direct no i, I because I, I don't feel they can offer the whole whole of the market mm. um lenders they've got right great if they had the same lend, the bank with that one lender there's there's going to be another reason as to probably why there's another option there's going to be still two weeks to get an appointment with some of them yeah, yeah. i have you can't you know. I've also done my own um, further advance a few years ago. Um, it was such a small amount, I couldn't even use a broker. It'd be an insult. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I did use, do it myself. And I promise you, that was the first and last time that I, I would ever use a lender myself. Was so it painful? Painful. painful. As yeah. you say, you could hit now on the head. It took, I think they took two or three weeks to then book me in. And then once they booked me in, it was a case of going through the procedures and it was just, I knew well, I was doing it. That's conveyor belt. It's, painful. you know, it's not, mm. that's not how you do broking. Um, a lot of debate at the moment about interest rates, um, Jack. Mm. An, an opinion on them? My opinion, well, what with energy prices rising and cost of living going up, um, people... So we're at, we're at point one. Yeah. Point one, yeah. Can you see an increase? 
I'm not asking you to predict. I don't want there to be an increase because I think people are struggling in other yeah. other avenues. But I personally think yes, they will put it up a little bit. I think because of lenders this week are reducing rate, uh, increasing rates, pulling products off. That's an indication of. Just, I think that they know more than us, and I think it may be going up. Stu, you got an opinion? Yeah, I, I think I don't think it would be this side of Christmas, mm. but I think New Year. Um, cause I think generally now, it's tradition. It's always that part of the year where the lenders are. And that's the weird kind of, which is slightly different now, isn't it, with regards to a lot of the rates going up that are being offered. That's normally, This is normally the time of year when the lenders are chasing their market share before the end of the year. So it's going to be an interesting couple of months, I think, from that point of I view. Can't, I can't imagine there be many lenders that are off target anyway. I think well, yeah, they've well, probably the tra- hit well, a The thing lot is, though, you look at the when you're doing your research on the sheets and that, the deals are so tightly together, aren't Massively, they? Massively, yeah. You know? So a lot of the time it is the differences on the arrangement fees or the cash back on the deal that makes the difference. So, something's got to give. It's but they're so low at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. From the client perspective... Have you seen I've never uh, seen this low. Well, no, we, no, no. I mean, what, yeah, 0.79 for a two-year fix? Yeah. You're paying them soon. You're paying the clients soon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the only danger, I think, generally, is going to be borrower apathy. It's been that long for a lot of them since they've actually done anything, that there's going to be a period of time where some of them are just going to look at that and think, let's say it's quarter of a percent or whatever, rise Jeez. over a six month period mm. a lot of them there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be heavily affected by it straight away and there's going to be a lot of people who are just going to go throw their hands up in the air with some of them do you think we're in for a rocky 2022 as a result mm. can this momentum carry on because we're very protect we're very much of a bubble in this property market now for the whole of the pandemic mm. False market, other than the really. first two months very false mm. other than that first two months when it all locked down it's been very comfortable for our industry and our sector as a whole, um, can that carry on? The government seems to be investing money in in property market, don't they? It seems to there seems you, to be their little nugget, doesn't it? Um, you don't win elections with falling house prices, correct? Um, I don't know the answer to it, but I feel this year's been a good year. But I don't think next year will be as good. But mm. if it can be anything as similar to this year, yeah. I think we're on for a winner. Yeah, I think there might be the same sort of shift towards a lot of people bringing forward plans that they had for like 10 years' time. And there'll be some people that might re- still choose to relocate next year, just not the same volume as this year, perhaps. Mm. Um, Where's your career going to go from here, Jack? Now, now you've been on the podcast with Bert yeah. and Ernie. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably down from here, I would imagine. <laughs> but where, where, where do you see yourself going from here? Because um, you, you're young, you're 32. You're 32. exactly what the industry needs, a bit of energy. Yeah, I absolutely, I won't bore you, but I absolutely love the job. Mm. It's something I feel, um, the criteria and my brain just works. I just love dealing with clients, love dealing with lenders. I just hope that I keep keep broken at the levels that I broke this year mm-hmm. and go every year I've sort of done better and better. So I hope that I keep pushing it and then eventually maybe taking some, some staff yeah. on and build, because at Just Mortgage, they offer that as well. I'm allowed to have mm-hmm. my own team underneath me that you can, so you can build, a build my little yourself. business within a business yeah. yeah that will be the long-term goal but um as i say just absolutely love what we do I get to play a lot of golf and things like that perfect yeah okay. how's that coming along you play you well, play with seb and uh, i played with seb at burr yeah. hill yeah lovely course he's got down there um played a lot of industry games at london club mm-hmm. um getting better but struggling about that down to 11 at the moment so all right, what per hole? <laughs> that'd be my level because if that's how bad you are, I'll play around with you. Uh, well, I can't believe that's gone quickly. I said it would go quick, Jack, and it has done. So, you ready for your would you rather question? Go for it, you haven't prepared, on, it. I haven't right, prepared any notes. You're this a time. young kid, you must know about Marvel comics. Would you rather be Batman or Spider Man? 
You've got to tell me why. Don't just throw a name out. I actually don't know any. I've never really read comics then as a kid. We well, you know who Batman and Spider Man is. I thought it was Batman you? and Robin, wasn't it? Is it? No, Batman or Spider Man. Which one do you want to be? I would go Batman because the Batmobile. Yeah. He's loaded. <laughs> well, yeah, and also underground lab virtually, yeah. isn't it? And I'm a bit of an arachnophobe, so I'm going to be Batman as well. Right, Jack, tell us how we can find you on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Jack Highwood. Nice and simple, nice and easy. Um, Instagram, uh, mortgage underscore Jack. Um, yeah, and say part of Just Mortgages, if you if you want to meet up, have a beer, have a chat, a game of golf. <laughs> um, more than happy. Brilliant. Thank you, Jack. Thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. What Thanks for having me. Yep. Cheers, Jack. Um, so that is episode 56 there, Martin. 56, another one down. Yeah, indeed. So thanks very much for listening. If you'd like to come on a future episode, you can do so. You just need to contact us, first of all, via our Twitter feed, which is at The LM Experience. Um, and we will speak to you again soon with another guest. Brilliant. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Cheers. Jack. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party, and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. Mm-hmm.